0: hello and welcome fellow creatives this podcast is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring you to keep creating thanks for joining us on this journey to explore
1: all things creative i'm derek wagner and i'm riley peterson and this is the living creativity podcast
0: Thanks for joining us, everybody. Today, we're interviewing Melody Angiano. Melody is a mom preneur and owner of Desert Rose. She shares with us her passion for her business, her love of her family, and how she uses creativity to run her store and find harmony between life as a mom and a businesswoman. We hope you enjoy. Now, let's get to the show. We've We've got a small business owner. So that's a creative thing that for the longest time, I didn't even think about like business as a creative domain, right. and it totally is, mm-hmm. and so I want to dive into that. So, Melody, do you mind introducing yourself?
2: Yeah, um, I'm Melody Angiano, and I own Desert Rose in Washington, and um, I'm, you know, mompreneur. I have four kids from the age of 16 all the way down to three years old and um my husband is a cowboy here around the area that's what he does for a living you know he runs a ranch we have some cattle of our own um a little bit of farmland so a lot of different things going on in in our family and yeah we just um that's my life we make it work day by day teamwork
0: (laughs) Teamwork um, makes the dream work, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
0: That's, yeah, that's really cool. So I, first of all, I love that you described yourself as a, a mompreneur. I think that's super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think it can be really easy to like separate out, you know, those pieces of your identity. Right. But you I love that you're like, yeah, I'm a mom and a business owner. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's really cool.
2: I, I will proudly say that it's an art in and of itself, like. Being a business owner is one thing. And then um, I grew up in a business family. So my parents have always owned a business. And um, so seeing my dad, you know, just work like crazy, just building the dream for all of us, it's different than when you are also the mother and the nurturer of the family and mm, have all these yeah. other other roles, um, which has been a big thing that I've been working on for about a year now. Well, not that I'm always, haven't been working on it since the beginning, but just really having to focus and a lot of discipline and, um, honestly prayer about being a mom and a business Mm. owner. Um, it's taken a lot of focus really. So
3: Mm.
1: Would you say it's taken a lot of intentionality, yes, on your end? A lot, okay. even
2: today, for example. So last night I was here till one a.m. Um, getting things ready for my team so that they can, you know, get things done without me being on site. Why? Because I my daughter had a little tea party to go to, and it was really easy to blame it on the weather and say I couldn't go um but it's just that little voice in the back of my head that's like you know you can't just not take your kids to birthday parties and um not see your daughter being a little tea party because you have things you have to do i could have things 24 7 that i have to do so very mm. very intentional and you know the reason i think that this year has been a lot more focused on that is because of um the whole construction of the cafe in twenty twenty two. Um you know, I was away a lot from home. So, you know, just marriage and family life becomes harder when the mom is can't be as present and so it just um had two choices, you know, try right, let's try and make this better and or let's continue to have like friction between family and um stuff you know so i just decided like i was going to make a goal to be better be more present um not that i don't i never wanted to it's it's just really difficult and and um i like to say <laughs> uh i like to say i'm super good at uh um, running my business, and I enjoy it so much, so it's hard to do both and dedicate a hundred percent to both because I love doing this, and I love being a mom, so you know, I have to remind myself, you can love your business as much as you want to, but um, if your business burns down to the ground. Life moves on. Mm. If something happens to my family, life doesn't just move on, and so they're a priority.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's a uh, really, really good perspective. Um, I, that's a conversation that my wife and I have been having a bit lately too. Um, she's special ed teacher for uh, our district, and she works full time. I'm at home with the kids primarily. And she struggles a lot with kind of that same, like I'm a working mom, but I'm also a mom Mm -hmm. and I want to be present, but she loves her job and she's extremely dedicated to it and takes it very seriously and, and really enjoys it. So it can be very easy for her to feel like, you know i'm just like dividing my attention in two here mm-hmm. you know and feeling some guilt about that and that yeah. sort of thing so mom, um, I mom guilt don't have is the, real oh yeah, yeah. that's real yeah memory. i've i've <laughs> not experienced it obviously heavy. but i've seen it firsthand
2: yeah no and it's and it's even more heavy when when it's not a nine to five job that you can just turn off and um so yeah i think it just you know can take it as something that can make me better, a better person and, and all that. So.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I be obvious, I think dads don't experience the same type of guilt like that you're talking about because yeah. I, I, and that's not that I experienced no guilt, but it's, it's really interesting like hearing your perspective and it sounds just so familiar to me. Yeah. Like compared to what my, how my, how I hear my wife talk about it, you know? And. I think it's probably even harder, like you said, because you can't just, uh, set it aside at five o'clock and go home. You also have to like, think about it outside of normal business hours, but then it's also something you really enjoy. So you kind of want to stay, stay connected to it all the time.
2: Yeah. And that's very true. The, the dad guilt is not the same. I mean, and it's not supposed to be really, um, you know, I've dug in a lot to, you know, a man's role biblically and a woman's role and and you know, it is a man's role to be the worker, the the breadwinner and so God gave you guys a different thought process. Um mm-hmm. so you you know, and we're the emotional like nurturers and stuff. So that's why I think the mom guilt is um, even more,
3: yeah. Helps,
2: you know, shows up more. But um, I still, you know, there's a, there's a lot of um, things about that whole thing. You know, I don't want to make it sound like I don't think it's okay for me to work or have a job or own a business or anything. Oh, but, no,
3: totally, totally. But
2: I, I have um, tried to pay attention more to my purpose in being a wife and a mom
0: yeah totally makes sense
2: so yeah sorry i went off on like not creativity
0: um, oh no no no. (laughs)
3: that's
0: that's part of part of creativity is i think just exploring like every aspect of it and that's Mm -hmm. obviously in your role as a mom and a business owner that's that's one aspect i think there's going to be a lot of uh people out there that are you know whether it's in business or whether it's like I in my so I'm in a writer group and uh one of my friends in particular in that group she's in uh northern UK and she talked about the same thing how she's like uh you know taking time away from her kids and everything in order to write because it's this passion of hers and she wants to you know turn it into a career and everything but yet when she's doing it sometimes she's feeling that mm-hmm. same guilt and so I think. I think that's something that, that any creative person listening or even person who's not creative in the kind of typical sense of it, of the word, I think that they, they would, a, a mom in particular, I think would feel something similar yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. Any time that someone is taking
1: time, intentional time to focus on a project or focus on a business or focus on something that is life-giving, uh, I think you're always going to have some sort of guilt one way or another that you have to work through and have to fight against. Mm-hmm. So, and and obviously finding balance because you can't devote most of your time to it either because you do have a family and, and it's, 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 it's already tough enough to be a good parent or, or in your case, a good mom. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, you're like, you know, running a successful business. So it's, that's a lot. And that's, that's awesome
3: yeah and
2: it's we know when you're on a roll creative wise or you know when i am in the buying mode when i have to you know right now we're valentine's day and spring so it's like i have to choose every day like am i taking my laptop home with me let's not do that today because i know that i'll be tempted Mm to get on there and work till one in the morning. And which is, you know, it has to happen sometimes and it does, but it's just that constant, like choosing and balancing of things. And I know there, I mean, maybe it's not for everybody. There are a lot of planners out there and a lot of, um, I kind of run on a, just, inspo like i'm not i don't plan super far Mm -hmm. ahead there are things that i know you know maybe i'm looking at certain products for next christmas already or fall um some things pop up and it's like oh this would be great for for mother's day but for the most part i'm not i'm still trying to figure out the art of planning and scheduling um a whole year in advance wow but so that is not it doesn't have to be this way for everyone i'm sure but i i like to tell myself that i was created this way um for a reason and so every it, it it's a it's great it's a great quality for a lot of things and i think that people who don't have this um ability to just kind of come up with a creative idea on the whim or just because they saw one object, and then all this whole planning comes from it. I think people who don't have that skill, you know, they it it can hurt them in some ways. And then, whereas I am um, kind of a procrastinator, and I it honestly stresses me out to think too far ahead. That can also hurt me in 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 some ways. So I think that. I just try to be positive and like think, okay, well, you know, it might seem like I have ADD sometimes (laughs) or ADHD or whatever, but it also helps me in certain aspects of owning a business. And, you know, it's like not everyone's a multitasker. Not everyone um, can answer, you know, five different employees that are all asking you a question at the same time. And what do you want to do with this? What do you want to do with that? And you just kind of, you know, press buttons in your brain, and you're like, okay, do this, this, and this. So I don't know. It, there's all yeah. there's all I, kinds of uh, tabs open all the time in
0: here. That's. I think there's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> I I relate to that, like you know. I feel like I'm constant. Oftentimes, when I'm like pausing to figure out what I'm trying to say, it's because there's multiple <laughs> tabs open. They're all I'm important. In the same way, honestly, that I, yeah. was like
2: one of my biggest fears about doing a recording. I was, I was telling the girls, I don't speak like fluently. I, I talk a lot with my hands. I pause a lot. Um, I can kind of, yeah. I'll get like excited about a subject and I'll go on for like you know fifty minutes straight. <laughs> I mean, I think even sometimes me and you talking here in the shop, we end up talking for a while. Yeah. That's, that's just the way that I am built. And I just, um, I think a lot while I'm talking and I pause. So that was one of the yeah. biggest things that I was nervous about. I was like, they're going to have to yeah. cut. They're going to have to cut and paste
0: like a lot of things together. <laughs> no, <laughs> no don't, don't worry about it. It's that's, uh, Jordan knows how to deal with that because he (laughs) deals with me all the time in this podcast so it's no big deal at all but um yeah i think that's totally relatable and i think that's kind of the fun for me that's one of the fun things about kind of talking to different people hearing their perspectives especially in a creative endeavor because we could be doing let's say that you know me you and riley we're all like okay we're going to open these small businesses they're going to be the same and but they're all going to turn out so different despite like kind of the initial inception being the same Mm -hmm. because we're all built different. You know, we're made with our own unique personality types and these just idiosyncrasies that are going to just change almost every aspect of what we choose to do with it. And there's such beauty in that to me, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I've said, I think I've said this before, but like, if you gave a whole entire room full of writers, You know, hey, this is the story you're going to tell. And it's like the basic premise, you know, it's XYZ, go write it. You know, like you gave them a couple months, they come back. There would not be any identical stories in that room Mm -hmm. because everyone's brain just works differently. And that's such a beautiful and exciting thing. And I don't know, I just, I I adore that.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's the way it is here. Like we have everyone's creative, even on the barista side, like they have to be creative. Mm. And so, you know, we get a lot of positive feedback and like um, comments about our merchandising, which is the word for, you know, how you display Mm -hmm. your merchandise in a way, kind of like an art of making it desirable and um, people wanting to to buy it, right? And so I always say, well, it's, it's a team effort. You know, I can put, I can place one item. And then one of the other girls comes and says, hey, you know, what do you think about this here? And then we just start creating either a color story or a theme. And then by the time we know it, the shop looks, you know, like my dream. And it was just all <laughs> of us. Like, it wasn't just mm-hmm. me, you know. I buy the product, but we all together collaborate, like, set them out. And yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's really cool to hear. And I, I think I've seen the evidence of some of that, you know, coming into your store and looking around and everything. And it, it it first of all, I I think the way that you've arranged everything, you know, the merchandising and all that other stuff, it looks beautiful in there. It's it's Thank a you. very pleasant place to be. Um, and so that creative aspect that you and your team possess really shows through that way. But, you know, I, I, I think that as well, the, the thing that always stands out to me too, as something that's very simple and obvious, but like it's a flower shop and like I can go in there and kind of give like, I'm a, I'm terrible at knowing exactly what I'm looking for when it comes to flowers. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. But I'm married. I've got to get the flowers sometimes. <laughs> so I have to go in there. and I'm just like, so this is kind of what I'm aiming at. And I can always tell by the look on whoever's getting the flowers for me that she is always like, okay. Uh, you know, ask a couple of questions. Let me see what I can do. And they come back and it's like gorgeous. And I'm like, wow. I could never figure that out. Yeah, You know, it's like this aesthetic arrangement and it's really carefully done and it's really precise. And so, you know, I don't, that's one aspect of it too that where I've, I've seen just so much beauty and so much uh, wonder because it really, like to me, I, like I just said, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have the first inkling of how I would. And so it's always, I, I show up and I'm just like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I'm going to be helped here today. So It's it's all okay.
2: (laughs) And like, that's our goal, you know, every day. And I, and I think that's why um, I've seen many um, articles about being a florist is on like one of the top um, most fulfilling jobs out Mm. there. Oh, wow. Because um, I think it's because you get to, every person is different. You're, fulfilling a different need maybe it's um a special occasion like a birthday or someone's coming home but then also like sympathy um is a really big one in the floral industry and that's always like hard to deal with but we always feel um fulfilled that we were able to help this family you know say goodbye and um it's just there's a lot going on and it's always changing the seasons change you get new colors new flowers new textures so it's very easy i think to be like creatively like refreshed and um you kind of would have to not be you know in the shop at all to not have like creative inspiration all the time and then it flows over into the boutique as well because Mm. like it's just it's just so fun because you get all excited because it's like oh my gosh this person's um card for example says this they said designer's choice so I'm going to grab this mug that says literally the words that they kind of described and then we're going to put flowers in it Mm. or you know hey did you want to add Did you want to add any chocolates to that? Um, You know, just it's, it's a whole, everything about it is creative. How are we going to, um, you know, we're, we're, we're in a business. Obviously we are here to make money. And so it's like, what can go with that product? What can we upsell? What can we make the customer feel like they left here and got even more than they were expecting for me? That's, Creative mindset. Mm. Um, Oh yeah, we're solving a problem for the customer, and so selling is a creative business for sure.
0: Yeah, I can I can see that as you were describing that. You know, like I I I love the way that you put it. You're Mm -hmm. trying to solve a problem. You know, Mm -hmm. customers come in, they've got a problem that they need solved, and that's kind of your job is to Mm -hmm. help them figure out how they're going to do that, whether it's you know, I, I need some coffee. What kind of coffee do you recommend? Or maybe they're looking for a gift in the boutique or just a simple flower arrangement.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
0: you're able to show up and meet their needs, whatever that looks like. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that's really interesting. And then of course, as you described, you know, you, if you're tr- as a business owner, right? Like, okay, how can I, uh, simultaneously make them happy, solve their problem, get them out the door with what they need, but also, you know, use the the marketing and the business side of things to earn money for your business. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously that's a huge part of it. Your store has to stay open. You have to keep the doors uh, revolving in order to, to keep solving yeah. those problems for people.
2: Yeah. It's a constant, um, you know, just being creative and what can we pair with this? What can we advertise with this? Um, and just trying to keep up with, like, social media. And um, it's a. I feel I have felt since I had the shop that it's a very tough area. Mm. Um, I remember when I first bought the shop, I, a vendor was here. And he told me uh, not to buy a certain product that I was looking at. And he was like, you have great taste. But is five to ten years behind hmm. the trend. He's like, you will not, you will not sell that product. And I was like, oh, wow. And now that I've, now with social media, um, it's gotten better. Uh, Mm. So people are a little more current, but it's still, you know, a couple years behind because we're not, the area isn't big risk takers. They're not going to be the first ones to wear the thing that they saw on Instagram. They're going to wait until they're seeing it closer to our area. Um, they're not going to want the style of bouquet that they're seeing on Instagram because they're just used to, you know, um, the roses and the baby's breath. And we've had to accommodate that. I mean, we don't have to, but there's just some business decisions that you make because that's your bread and butter and you gotta make, you gotta make money. And so, you know, We'll, every so often'll we'll branch out into those trendy things and test out the waters, but when you're working with a perishable product, it's not like you can just do that for so long so So I will say that that's one thing that has been difficult about our area is um you know the designers they wanna they wanna use the flowers they're seeing on instagram and and all that, and we do get to play with them a little bit, but um for for the most part it's not it's not a luxury that we have here in Othello. <laughs> the price point is part of the issue the um you know there there's a lot of there are a lot of reasons but so we then we just be creative with what we know our customers want, and then we have fun and we brunch out every so often, yeah. It's not a product that's just gonna sit there and you can use it when someone asks for it. So we gotta we gotta be careful on that part. Makes sense. Um but you know, anyway, if you're if you want something, you know, super trendy, we can do that for you. You just gotta order like
3: yeah. a
0: week in advance at least. <laughs> so we
3: can
2: yeah, get there you go. so we can get the product in.
0: Um Yeah, that that must be a particular challenge, like you said, with uh being a area where it's not necessarily as, you know, Mm -hmm. up to date. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I I could imagine that if you were in a big city, you know, say Spokane or Seattle or something like that, you know, where you've got a lot of people that are kind of keeping up with those trends and you've got Mm -hmm. a lot of shopping and a lot of, you know, kind of the typical metropolitan type stuff that you'd expect. But yeah, being in a a small town (laughs) is definitely going to, it's going to impede that a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I guess that's where some more creativity comes in on your part to try to figure out how to mitigate that, when to take the risk, when Mm -hmm. not to take the risk. Yeah. What's that been like for you in that regard?
2: Um, uh, I mean, it's hard to, I guess, not say certain things that should, I guess I feel should stay behind the scenes, but I'll try to kind of tread lightly here, but, um, you want to, yeah so for example, you know, we have our big holidays, there are harvests. there are what keeps us through the j months in the in the retail world, the j months are the slowest months, which is January, June, July. and so Valentine's Day and Mother's Day are those holidays, right? and this is a discussion we had this year was um kind of do we go back to the basics of traditional looking bouquets. And, you know, then you start pulling reports and you start saying, okay, this is what we were selling in 2019 before COVID. And then, you know, every, every year after that, and you start thinking, did, did this change because we were doing, um, a different style? Did it change because the economy kind of hit hard and people were, spending less, what was the reason, you know, this X amount of bouquets sold versus X amount. And so it's, you were, I think you asked, when do we decide on, um, what was your, was your question? When do we decide on different, when to try different things?
0: yeah like when do you decide like hey there's a maybe now is the time that we need to take a risk or mm-hmm. maybe now's the time to be a little bit yeah. more conservative okay about yeah
2: it. exactly so that's that was the discussion this year was do we want to be more conservative this valentine's day or do we want to is this the time to push our customers to branch out of the red roses with the baby's breath
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know right and um and that's you know, we and then as a team, we came to a conclusion that this is not a time to take a risk on design, because it's such a high volume um, time of the year in a short amount of time that we just got to be able to pump those things out and, you know, make our customers happy. So that's kind of um, one of the things that we deal with and how we would decide, you know, so then it's like, okay, we're tired of red and pink. So after Valentine's Day, maybe that's when we bring in some other things and we get to have fun and take a little bit more risk on some designs. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a constant, you know, sometimes they're send me a picture. Hey, can we buy these flowers off the truck? And it's like, well, um, do you have a design in mind of how you're going going to use them? Uh, I'm cool with whatever. You guys be creative, but they better be used. I better not see them in the
3: yeah. next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that definitely. How,
1: where there'll be certain flowers or, yeah, I guess, yeah, certain flowers that just don't sell. And you're like, man, that, that sucks. And you just kind of have to eat the costs.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of times it could be, because you know some of the more exotic mm-hmm. flowers or tropical, they can be higher end costs. So, um, it could be people love the design. It's just right. the price point maybe isn't right for them. Um, so yeah. And then I just, you know, I try to just encourage my team to be creative and try different things. So it's nothing that, um, anyone gets, you know, chewed out for It's just, okay, what can we do next time? We kind of try to analyze, um, maybe the shape of the arrangement or the design, and the cost and then say well you know we're not going to give up on that flower type let's try it a different way or whatever Mm -hmm.
0: sounds like there's a lot of experimentation and kind of iterating on the process of you know designing your arrangements or Mm -hmm. you know trying to figure out you know we have to analyze you know when we when we did last valentine's day like what went right what went wrong how can we you know Kind of separate the wheat from the chaff there and move forward and do better. And yeah, it sounds like it takes a lot of experimentation.
2: Mm-hmm. And for me, that I, I mean, I don't know if your podcast, as far as creativity, is like that type of creativity. But for me, that's all like part of creativity of
1: oh, absolutely
2: Um owning a business mm-hmm. because if you yeah. if it doesn't even trigger in your brain that there could be a reason that this is happening your business is going to fail so you have to be creative and be like what are all the things that could be um causing you know lack of of sales or or all of a sudden we had an increase in sales what 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 is it you know being creative and yeah
0: yeah I, i riley do you remember uh it was a while back we had a whole conversation where we kind of came to the conclusion that creativity is in large mm-hmm. part like problem solving mm-hmm. and, and like kind of doing that, that whole analysis in order to figure out how to, to innovate Yeah, past the problem. Yeah, it is yeah.
1: absolutely true. Problem solving is, is creative work. It takes, it takes yeah. looking inward, looking outward, takes that an, analyzing. Like, so, it's absolutely creative.
0: So Melody, earlier you mentioned you're kind of, you're like running on inspo, right? So in your analysis, you know, when you're trying to figure out, okay, what, you know, why would we, why did we sell this arrangement so well then, but not now, something like that, you're analyzing it. Are you like, how does that process work for you? And are you just waiting for inspiration to strike as far as like what the, problem is or is that a, a brainstorming thing with your team where you got everyone's collaborating
2: mm-hmm. i do that a lot i come to i come up with a solution by verbally you know brainstorming talking it out with my team um we we're always we're, like, we're a really close team we they support me big time um so yeah just brainstorming together trying to say, you know, um, what do we want to do for this holiday? And I really couldn't do it without asking, you know, bringing in collaborating with other people, just because that's my preference. Like I love talking to people and I think that I ha- I can learn from mm. other people and everyone has a different perspective. And so, um, even just buying products, You know, I might narrow it down to, you know, let's say I narrowed it down to five different holiday designs for Valentine's Day. And then we kind of go through and we're like, what do we think our customer wants? Well, this one's too specific. It says, Mama, this one is like an inspirational quote, which not everyone wants, you know, things about Jesus on their sweater. And it's like, well, I want that one. So let's get this one. And then. What else do we want? We want, you know, love, XOXO, like so yeah, it's definitely a collaboration and coming to a decision. And then um sometimes it's just up to me and I I struggle and I think on it for days or weeks and then I just, you know, kinda sometimes I just don't know oh, what for to do. Sure. And um it's like, can someone please tell me what <laughs> is going to like what 2024 is going to look like? Because 2023 was a slap in mm-hmm. the face. Um, it was a tough one for any business. It doesn't matter yeah. what industry, every business um, struggled and most businesses were down in revenue. And um So this year it's kind of like, like, what are we gonna do? You know, what's our next move? Um, can't just be afraid and just stand still. You gotta keep your store open and keep your employees employed. And so, yeah, it was tough, especially being a new cafe. You got all that debt into your expansion, and then the economy takes a hit. So it's been. It's been pretty crazy, but I don't know how I got on that subject, but, um, yeah, the, the whole collaboration, I have to talk it out.
3: Mm.
2: I always do. And yeah, I'm more frustrated when I'm trying to work from home and I can't be here talking to my team. I, those are not enjoyable days for me. I like, Mm. I like being here and being able to go back and forth with them.
1: Nice. I have a cup.
2: I, I think that I that, that's probably why we're so close and why um, they have so much dedication and loyalty to Desert Rose is because I think that hopefully they feel part of the team and part of the process. It's not they're not just working mm-hmm. here. They their opinions are, you know, uh followed you know, I followed through with their opinions and they're great ideas and you see them in the store, you see them in all our products. So I think that creates loyalty to not only my business, but I always tell them my family too, you know, Uh, my business and my family would not be able to function without them because if they're running things smoothly, I can be with my family. So it's just, I don't know. It's kind of crazy how everything just, you can't do one thing without the other, and if someone doesn't have a team like that, they probably are not giving them enough mm-hmm. credit of being able to input and um, feel valued. Like feel like their opinions are. Valued. That was the
1: exact word I was gonna use. Um, was like you are showing them value. You're showing them value um, for their ideas, their opinions, and their work, mm-hmm. and what they're actually providing for for you and your business like Mm -hmm. they're they feel valued and they feel like they have an investment in your you know Mm -hmm. in this whole in this whole thing so that's awesome i've got a couple questions so and i and i think i may know the answer but i would like to know what your response is uh do you feel like you delegate tasks well and like especially over the last (laughs) eight years versus like Cause you bought this place like in 2015. So how you delegate then versus how you delegate now. I'm curious.
2: I definitely have improved. Um, I think it's really important to learn how to delegate when you own a business, unless you want to be the whole business and then you're in trouble. If something comes up, you get sick or there's, you know, a tragedy, um, you know, last year we lost mm-hmm. my father-in-law in a very quick amount of time. I'm sorry. Um, and thank you. And I was able to step away and almost be non-existent in the store for at least six weeks, if wow. not more. And um, and that was during construction, like right before we opened the cafe. And that was only because I could delegate things but i still have so much to learn and improve on on delegating and a lot of it has to do with not being super advanced in my planning um i think what happens is i get overwhelmed with everything that has to happen Mm -hmm. now for example we have our open house in november and then everything is um christmas you know it's like Boom, boom, boom! This we gotta, we gotta take advantage of this shopping season, right? So we're just go, go, go all of December, and then, and then it's Christmas break, right? And in the back of my mind, I know that I should be planning my Valentine's Day orders of flowers specifically. Um, but you, you know, you, you say, well, it's the end of the year, my kids are on break i i I can't just work through the entire year, right, and then so it's like let me get let me get this week off, let me get this week right. or two off um and then and then boom, you hit the ground running with Valentine's not only Valentine's Day but spring and also sales season, you know, like what merchandise are we gonna mark down, and all this kind of stuff, and so I the delegating for me needs to happen. I'm working on learning how to do it further Mm. in advance rather than kind of in the holiday season that is happening, if that makes sense. So, um,
1: I was going to say like, with your example, you know, you could have, it sounded, it sounds like, you know, coming to the end of the year, you know, you're, we're in December and then you, you basically assign one of your employees, like, Hey, I need or delegate to them. Like, Hey, can you pick out 10, you know, Valentine's day designs or like, can you come up with Mm -hmm. or something like that? And then you review them and be like, okay, well I like these seven of them. And then you narrow it down Mm -hmm. from there or whatever that looks like. So I can see how.
2: Yeah. Being the two, um, this wouldn't be as stressful of a time of year if it was just boutique or just flowers when you're intertwining the two um because valentine's day in the retail world isn't huge Mm. i mean it's chocolates and bears really but when you're having to come up with recipes on your flower arrangements and go through and count okay this is how many vases of this we're gonna make i need this many roses in this color for this one, this many, and you just go down the line and you, or your vendor doesn't bring you the flowers when you were Mm. planning on doing the, the mock-up, which is what happened to us this year. You know, there's just like a lot of aspects. And so if it was um, just the flowers or the boutique, it wouldn't be as crazy, but, um, oh, and the reason, you know, again, that I was going to say is, If we didn't have the boutique, I'd be able to, in November and December, be planning the flowers. Mm -hmm. But during November, December, I'm focusing on making sure all my Christmas inventory gets sold and it's being refreshed. And, um, you know, store displays are looking refreshed every day. So there's a way, yes, we're we're working on it. So we, you know, this year we're like, okay, we have our notes of um, what worked during our open house for a holiday, what worked during November, December. Um, We put, you know, we marked down Christmas, this percentage uh, on this day, we loved it. It worked out great. We're going to do that next year. We, every year we get better and better at, you know, kind of planning ahead um, and I know that the the, um, the team that I have one person will be a great planner like they can't function mm. without planning so then they kind of fill the gap where I don't I don't even want to be asked what is going to happen next <laughs> Christmas right but this person <laughs> and believe it or not that's the way it is like I haven't been able to make it to um, a market which is where you go to see all the vendors and all the products, but we're already shopping for fall and Christmas right now. Um, so people think I'm exaggerating, um, but I'm not. It's literally <laughs> like I'm late on Christmas orders if I don't order by the end Holy of this smokes. month. So, wow. So, yeah, the one girl who's really great at uh, scheduling and planning, she's little planner you know about her notebook and everything she fills the gap where i um can't i just i don't know that's I, such a, a great a part of that the, i need to that i've always been yeah. working on get better, better.
0: I, I, I think that's awesome though like the the mm-hmm. self-awareness that you have in your business of like i'm ha- i'm not a planner you know mm-hmm. you're flying by the seat of your pants and you're you know kind of running on inspiration which is Fantastic, but you also recognize that you know we got to do some planning sometimes, Mm -hmm. and that I mean, I don't know how much of that goes into decisions when it comes to like hiring for your team.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, you know, that is invaluable if you can have someone that can kind of fill that gap for you, then I think that's. Definitely the area that you got to, you know, delegate a little bit of planning to, or, or at least lean on some help, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, yeah. I'm not that for like for me in just my marriage, I'm not the planner, I'm mm-hmm. not great at remembering, like, oh, I've got to think, you know, like at the uh, look at the coming weeks and figure out, you know, what are the bills we got to pay and mm-hmm. you know, what are the, the things for the kids that we got to be looking out for, or whatever, you know, holidays, birthdays, all that stuff. I'm terrible at it, mm-hmm. horrible. But I married someone for some reason that is like the opposite me in that perfect way Mm -hmm. to where it's like, okay, I can learn from her and she can kind of cover where I'm, I'm weak there. And I think the the opposite's also true where it's like, Hey, it's okay. Mm -hmm. We can let things go and we can relax and just like not have a plan, you know, like we can lean on each other in that way. So that's, I imagine it's in the hiring process, you must, take some of that into consideration.
2: I honestly think that I've just been blessed because I haven't really had to hire too much. Wow. So I just have been blessed with uh for the most part great fit like um and so you know I I pray about things and there have been a couple times where it's A couple people weren't a great fit, but um, I can definitely stop and take time to see kind of where there has been like a perfect solution or the perfect person for that gap that I needed in my business. And I am very vocal about it. Um, I talk to my girls all the time and... I say my girls, so my girls, <laughs> my yeah, pink absolutely. Kids, they're not mine, but they kind of are. So, they, I, I think they love me.
3: That's anyway. fantastic. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> anyway, I, I talk to them a lot, and I say things. I'm a very like words person, which most of them are not. So they're like.
3: <laughs> but, um, <laughs>
2: but I don't care. I mean, I just grew up in a family that's like super expressive, but I do let them know that they fill those gaps for me and, um, that I appreciate them. So yeah, I haven't, I didn't necessarily like look for those qualities. I don't even know how people do that. Like how they say they hire for certain qualities. I'm like, you do a questionnaire, like at when you apply at Walmart when I was like 16 years old and they're like, if someone did this while you were at work, would you tell someone like, yeah. what would you do? I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to be that formal when I hire. So I just kind of, you know, been lucky, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sounds like you've been very blessed. Very much so. Cause it's, it's not common like to have.
0: The same employees
1: for that for a long period of time for the most part. That's not common because there's usually a a very high turnover rate with most businesses anymore.
2: Yeah. And they're just like so dedicated and, and I love it. And sometimes I have to like kind of not, not necessarily cut them off, but like, Hey, you know, go, go, take a break like you don't have to work this weekend you know um because i do see like the heart you know their hearts in it and they really want to see the shop succeed um so yeah um i I think delegating delegating is not my forte but i have definitely improved and it is Something that i'm I listen to a lot of podcasts that um no, I don't actually listen to a lot. I have a couple that I listen to and they talk a lot about delegating and things like that, so it's definitely something that I don't forget about because I listen to podcasts um i'm always it's always on my mind and And then don't get me wrong as far as like me saying I'm not a planner. I mean, I definitely, there are a lot of things that I plan. I have to plan, you know, finances. I have to plan. I'm a mom. So I have appointments and all this, but um, I can have a lot of plans. I, I spent two hours going through a catalog of some inventory, you know, saved a bunch of pages, my full Intent was to get that order put in, and that this was like last Friday, and it hasn't happened yet. And so I'm like, "Well, I was trying to plan, yeah. but
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, there's just been something every day, and things come up. And then my bookkeeper emails me and says, "We got to wrap up 2024. I need you to do this in QuickBooks, and you know, the things are always trickling in. I have a Google doc for my to-do list and things are always getting yep. pushed down. Um, <laughs>
3: we we'll
0: started out as one page so, is like 10 now.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Literally. And so the intention of planning is definitely there. There is a lot of planning. I just, um, I'm a, I'm a very much a realist. And so I don't try to like sugarcoat things and be like, Oh yeah, this is how this is my schedule for this. This and, like I'm not gonna make myself sound like I'm a amazing business owner. Like there's a lot of faults, and um, I I don't try to act like uh, I got everything together. <laughs> I don't.
0: But I think that's that's really well. A it's good I think to have that realism and to be aware of your own faults and everything. But also I think that like for me coming into the shop and everything and not only you like coming face to face with your team, but also like having conversations with you, like everyone just strikes me as like, Hey, we're real people here, mm-hmm. you know, where there's no gimmicks. There's no like facade. It's just like authentic. And yeah. I think that authenticity is a huge part about what attracts people to like certain individuals or certain businesses. Mm-hmm. When you just get that air of authenticity about the people that are there. I think it's really, really impactful. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Living Creativity Podcast. We hope you found value in today's discussion and are feeling inspired to live out your creative life. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links to any resources we may have mentioned and to join our Discord community where you can connect with other creatives. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any ideas or feedback you'd like to leave us, you can drop it in the appropriate channel on the Discord server or you can send us an email at livingcreativitypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, the best way to do so is by leaving a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. Thanks again, and as always... Keep creating.